housing is hot right now. Oh, yeah. What kind of amenities would you want in a house? Oh, definitely a big pool. Ooh, a big pool. Mm-hmm. What about a puffer fish? All right, that'll work too. It's a very Florida thing, right? Sure, yeah. Well, in the land of freaks, even the skunk ape can't quite crack the starting lineup. We'll explain. That's really sad. Mm. And uh, how many drinks does it take to get pulled over for DUI? Uh, at least one. <laughs> well, definitely at least one, maybe more. We'll talk about that. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show! Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have some of those to share, don't we, Kirsten? We do indeed. All right. Ripped Ripped from the headlines. From the headlines. Absolutely. And this first one comes to us from the New York Post. Oh, makes sense. It seems like everybody wants to move to Florida lately, Mm -hmm. but finding the right house is taking a whole lot more money than it used to. Oh, yeah. The hottest house in the Florida Keys right now is a five and a half million dollar mansion with wow. sixty one thousand excuse me, six thousand one hundred square feet, wow. not sixty one thousand. That would be very large. That'd be insane. Sixty one hundred square feet, four bedrooms and six and a half baths. Huh. And while some Florida homes have a pool, this house has a twenty five thousand gallon underground aquarium with an artificial coral reef wow. designed for snorkeling. That's pretty cool. The buyer will have to share their home with a pair of puffer fish, spiny lobsters, and other critters who live in the reef habitat. If you're interested, the house also has a gated entry, an elevator, a tiki bar, a pool, two boat lifts, and its own beach. Oh. There is also a guest house on the property, so make friends with these folks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love to have a fish tank at home, but this is next level <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I had a beta fish when I was in grad school. It oh. probably had like a 2-gallon tank. Nice. Not a 25,000-gallon tank. No, you would have to have a real big food shaker, right, to get <laughs> to feed all the fish in that in that uh Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'd be thrilled just to have a house with three bedrooms, yeah. maybe a two-car garage, yeah. oh, double sink vanity. Yeah. I mean, but these are simple needs. I'm a simple, <laughs> simple woman. Yeah, right. This is really amazing stuff. Now, I have to ask, have you ever wanted to snorkel? I mean, I know we have snorkeled. Yeah, we've I guess snorkeled. what I'm saying is, have you ever wanted to scuba dive? Oh, scuba dive. Yeah. So we have friends that dive. Yeah. We don't dive. No. Like, I, I would love I, to. Yeah. Terrified of getting the bends. Yeah, I don't think I'd do very well underwater, um, but it would be pretty cool to be able to say that you could do it. I just don't know if I'd be able to. Oh, I, I wouldn't have any problem with physically doing it. Uh, it's it's remembering all of the scientific stuff and the whole, right. you know, um, don't come up too fast, regulate your breathing. I yes. mean, I you know, I ended up with a punctured lung and a broken collarbone after one day of motorcycle mm-hmm. lessons. I don't even know what kind of damage I could do to myself after one day of scuba diving <laughs> yeah. lessons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, it's, it's something I really just don't want to mess with, but I like the idea here. That's so, sure. so you're in one of the best natural diving locations in the country, right? In Florida, in the Florida Keys. Mm-hmm. 
why do you need an artificial reef in your basement when the real thing is literally <laughs> right outside your door? I mean, that's like buying a Stairmaster to use when you live on the side of a mountain already. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but maybe it's just like this is this is built for the person who just wants to be able to do it anytime they want to do it. This is built for the person who Scuba has, Steve. <laughs> who has more money than they know what to do with. Oh yeah. And has run out of other cool things to buy. Is <laughs> yeah. that what you're really saying? Yeah, yeah. I I know it's it's there's so many like great things about this house. I don't know if the aquarium is absolutely needed, but it's like I guess it if it pulls in the right kind of buyer, then it could really pay off. I guess so. But uh, okay, so you say pulls in the right kind of buyer. Yeah. When people are looking for amenities in a house, yeah. I would imagine, and maybe this is just me, again, simple woman, simple <laughs> needs, um, a 6,100 square foot house, yeah. would you not expect more than four bedrooms? Oh, I'd expect a lot more than that. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm all for open concepts and whatnot, but I want to have places that I can, you know, be like, enjoy some privacy. Yeah. There are four bedroom houses in Cape Coral that are like 1,400 square feet. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like the space in this home could be maybe used a little bit more efficiently. Sure. Yeah. Like, um, you know, these damn open concept homes in Florida, everything... They got, they got the right number of bathrooms. Everything feels so much roomier, yeah. but when it comes right down to it, you're still stuck in a 10 by 10 master bedroom trying to figure out where the exit is. I mean, <laughs> number of bathrooms is good. The bathroom to bedroom ratio is good. Yeah. Six and a half baths to four yeah. bedrooms, but I just, I don't get it. They must be... Um, amazingly huge bathrooms? I don't know. <laughs> Possibly, or at least huge bedrooms, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I, yeah, I definitely like everything about the house. That tiki bar and that beach would be a really cool addition, don't you think? I mean, I wouldn't complain. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to feel like that this show is kind of my HGTV audition. Perfect. I don't think I'm doing well so far, considering we need a, my issue with numbers. We need another uh, source of income, so this yeah. will be great. So HGTV... Um, our next story comes to us from Realtor.com. Oh. If a $5.5 million mansion in the Keys is a little bit out of your price range, there's also a sweet 5,900 square foot Victorian home in downtown Pensacola that's on the market for seven hundred and fifty grand. Nice. Now it's got an apartment on the top floor, so it's got great income potential as a rental. Mm -hmm. But there's also a catch if you want to buy this home that was built in 1900. Oh. You have to get along with Fred. <laughs> He's the ghost who some people say resides there. Oh. The home is currently a feature on the Pensacola Ghost Tour, although the current residents say they had no idea the house was haunted when they bought it. There have been a few unusual encounters since they bought the house, though, including an incident when all of the cabinet doors in the kitchen swung open. Oh. But, you know, other than a few of those isolated incidents, the experience at the home has been a relatively friendly one. Oh, good. The owners say that they're selling the house because they just rather live on the water. Well, who names a ghost Fred? Um, Wasn't <laughs> Drop Dead Fred a ghost? I don't know, but... It's just. Uh, it like was a not, bad movie. It's not the. It's not the name that I would picture first on a ghost, especially something from the Victorian era. I would True. maybe come up with something different. At least Darby, <laughs> Frederick. At least Ooh, you yeah, know? Frederick. Perfect. 
Fred's just casual. Yeah. You know, they've gotten to know him very well over the last few years. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I do think it's cool that, that you have a house that's on a ghost tour already. But I'm wondering, do you have to wear, like, dress up in, like, period clothing? Oh, interesting. Because it is way too hot for wool. And you always have to talk like this. Please come into our home. <laughs> Why am I sounding like I'm from Romania? I have no idea. But uh, seven hundred and fifty grand for 5,900 square feet, that's a little bit better than what we saw earlier. I mean, Definitely. granted, you're trading the fish tank for the ghost, but, right. you know, the friendly ghost discount, I like it. Yeah. Plus, great income potential with the apartment upstairs. Sure. I say you turn it into a haunted home hotel yeah a haunted bread and bed and breakfast oh i like it let's do it yes investment we're ready to do this let's outsource this ish right now yeah could could we start a GoFundMe along now you have people that you can hire to wear (laughs) that wool clothing and really play that part you're just all about the outsourcing i am (laughs) i don't want to do it myself i I like the idea of somebody else doing it so uh I, I didn't realize this because we've never actually been to Pensacola, but right. apparently Pensacola um, is considered a haunted city. Really? I mean, I feel like every city says that they're a haunted city. Yeah, at least in some way or shape or form. The yeah. uh, Pensacola Lighthouse is, is considered one of the most haunted lighthouses in the United States. Oh, that's cool. But when you think about it, like Pensacola's... I think maybe the longest European settlement in the United States. Really? Like it was settled in something like 1559 by Europeans. Right. That's about the same amount of time that St. Augustine. Right. So yeah, that's in good company. And I am sure those Europeans were up to no good. Oh, sure. I mean, especially not in 1559. Pillaging and plundering. Exactly. Pillaging and plundering. So probably a lot of ghosts around to to haunt their descendants. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I would imagine. Uh Uh-huh. I would. Yeah. No, I I had no idea uh, about that with Pensacola. I've always sort of thought of it as, you know, sort of a coastal... Just a beachy... Beachy area, right. That's easy to get to from, from Alabama and Mississippi. And yeah, that's... But it's cool that it's really haunted. I love that. Ghosts love the beaches too. Yeah. So you said it's cool that it's really haunted. Hmm. In 20 some years together, I don't know if we have ever had this conversation. Oh. Do you believe in ghosts? Well, I guess my... <laughs> I love it when you start with, well... well I guess my, uh, my uh, official op- position on the whole thing is I don't pretend to be smart enough to know one way or the other and i know that it, you know, listen a, there are a lot of not very smart people who have very strong opinions on this yeah, so i, I so, don't know that you need to be that smart yeah so i you know i f- i don't know well enough to know so i'm going to keep an open mind about it have you ever seen anything that you thought maybe was ghostly or I've unexplainable in yeah, some I've way i've definitely seen like you know flashes of light or or things that look like they're moving you know behind curtains or like far off in the distance or whatever to certainly make me like you know wonder about it Mm -hmm. um i i probably thought more that there might be somebody in the house as opposed to well yeah there's that but it's i it it is a lot easier to think oh it's probably just a ghost and then it's like they're probably not gonna you know then maybe it's somebody here to murder me yes yeah and so what about you um I don't not believe in ghosts. Right. I've, I mean, I've seen enough things that maybe defla- defy an easy explanation yeah, to make I've, me think there's something 
I definitely find... We are not alone. Yeah, I find paranormal activity, that sort of thing, really fascinating. I used to read up a lot of that, like those... The Time Life books. The Time Life books, (laughs) The Mysteries of the Unknown. I loved those books when I I was a kid. Sure. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, enough people have said that they've seen stuff. So who am I I to decide? Do you remember last season on Unsolved Mysteries? There was um, an episode about the the tsunamis in Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, tens of thousands of people dying in these horrific, tragic tsunamis. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, ever since there have been all of these unexplained apparitions and and paranormal phenomena, and and the whole episode was basically about ghosts Mm -hmm. in a way and I read an article recently that basically said you know ghosts or believing in ghosts is what helps a lot of people deal with these you know immeasurable tragedies sure yeah they 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 help you come to terms with it they help Mm -hmm. you uh deal with the survivor's guilt Mm -hmm. of it be at Um, peace with it you know knowing that there are people that you know are on the other side that you know well or uh, I don't know if it helps you be at peace with it if if you have non-friendly experiences i mean yeah you know maybe maybe if it's a it's a manifestation that easy for me to say Mm -hmm. um a manifestation of 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 your guilt Mm -hmm. or your feelings or whatever maybe their actual paranormal activity i don't know i ain't smart enough and i ain't dumb enough no no exactly and i i definitely want to keep an open mind about it but it is yeah it is fascinating and that's something to hear you know that that people really use it, you know, to help them through tragedy or maybe like, you know, in a sort of, they don't really know. Subconscious. Subconscious Subconscious way. way. Absolutely. I mean, you know, years and years and years ago, we lost a beloved pet cat. Yes, we did. And for at least a year, I would swear I saw her. Like yeah. just lurking around a corner or turning it's just something out of the corner of my eye. And, sure. And maybe it was the same thing. So on that happy note, <laughs> let's move on to our next story. That's right. Which comes to us from villagesnews.com. Oh. When 51-year-old Jeffrey Bowman was pulled over recently in Lady Lake, mm. uh, witnesses and the police were fairly certain he was intoxicated. Okay. Maybe it was because it took him four blocks to pull over. Yep. Uh, maybe it was because police said his speech was slurred and he had difficulty standing. Could be. Or maybe it was because he had to grab the side of his vehicle to support himself when he got out of it. Not weird at all. To his credit, the driver claimed he only had one beer. And despite the fact that an officer noted that um, he had defecated in his pants, Bowman still stuck to his story and refused to take part in field sobriety exercises or perform a breathalyzer test. Despite only having a one beer, he was arrested on DUI charges and on refusal to submit a breath sample. Well, I mean, in his defense, it is hard to do the field sobriety test when you've got poop in your pants. Um, but man, talk about a stinky and sticky situation that this guy's in. Listen, if I was about to defecate myself, mm. and I think we've all been in this situation in some way, shape, whether or form you want before, to admit it or not, if I felt like I was about to defecate myself, I completely understand not wanting to pull over, no, and totally understand not wanting to deal with the inconvenience of doing a field sobriety test, or for that matter, just standing up. Right. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, 
I can see, sure. I could see perhaps some of the reason for his uh, discontent. Yeah, we've all been there before when we're so close to being home and the Duke decides to arrive a little bit early. Um, and you start hearing that John Wayne accent come in a little bit more. I really got to make sure I make it home before the Duke arrives. Yeah, that could be a problem. So we're not talking about Mike Krzyzewski. Yes, we're not. Okay. You're right. Just double checking. Just yeah. double checking. There are a lot of red flags here, though. It's a bad sign when you can't even stand up and you haven't even begun any field sobriety test. Yeah. Ooh, bad, 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 bad. Bad, bad sign. Absolutely. Um, I only had one beer. I mean, mm. that's like the classic defense, sure. right? I mean, that's sure. like that's like the adult version of my dog ate my homework, yeah. or the devil made me do it, or uh, the dog told me that he was the Antichrist. Yeah. I don't know why I'm comparing a drunk driver right now to the son of Sam, but yeah. apparently I am. It's the perfect get-out-of-jail-free card, because if you do seem like you've had maybe several beers... You could always just say, oh, I just had the one beer. Or if you actually pass these tests with flying colors, hey, just had the one beer. Not a big deal. See, one beer is a very, very subjective How unit of big measurement. was said beer? Right, exactly. It is a subjective unit of measurement. Mm-hmm. It's not like if you say, I did one shot. Yeah. We all know how big a shot glass yeah. is. One beer... I mean, is it a can of beer? Is it a bomber of beer? Is it a keg of beer? Yep. Like, is it one of those beer by the yard, yard of beers that yeah. you can get in Las Vegas? Is it one of those towers of beer that sports bars love to have, which is like four pitchers? Right. I mean, one beer right. is not really a unit of measurement. So perhaps he really only did have one beer. Who are we to say? We weren't there. Who are we to say, indeed? <laughs> so uh, so this story takes place in Lady Lake. Yes. I don't know why I feel like it's a Lady Lake. Yeah. Um, Lady Lake. Hello, Miss Lady. Have you ever been to Lady Lake? I've never been to Lady Lake that I know of. Do you know anything about Lady Lake? It certainly sounds, it makes me think of like, you know, Lady of the Lake. It, think, it, Very just, Arthurian, yes, right? it like, really does. You I, expect a, a, a lady wearing a long gown, yes, like, like, wielding a sword, rising out of the lake right, with, or, with steam yeah. and rays of sunlight, like something out of Excalibur. Yes, exactly. Exactly, like sort of Wagner playing in the background, hovering right above the water. Yes, calling with their siren song to whoever can listen. Yes, so I I think of. I always had that kind of romantic Arthurian vision of Lady Lake as well, even though it's you know just a town in Central Florida next to the villages. Um, Apparently, Lady Lake has its own little ghost story. Oh, and I don't really know that it's a ghost story so much Mm -hmm. as. The town is named Lady Lake mm-hmm. because of a Native American, um, I don't know if it was really a legend so much, but uh, some Native Americans found a dead white lady floating in the lake. It sounds more like it might have just been like, eh, we'll give it this name, it's got a good story behind it, maybe we'll come up with something a little bit better. And then nothing happened. Just a d- Dead Lady Florida. Yeah. That's basically the name of this town. Sorry, lady, that you went a little early, Florida. Yeah, it's 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 very strange, very strange indeed. So you know, ghost stories. Yeah, or or maybe not ghost stories. I don't know. Who knows? Well, 
As long as we're talking about the paranormal. Let's do it. Let's keep it up. I'm loving this. Our last story comes to us from byjoecaposi.com. Oh. Last weekend, Lakeland, Florida, was the site of the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference, which is a gathering of believers and cryptozoology fans. Nice. But while Sasquatch, Yeti, and Bigfoot experts were in large supply, skunk ape experts were suspiciously absent. Oh, no. In particular, the state's premier skunk ape expert, Dave Shealy. Dave! Shealy literally wrote the book on the skunk ape. Mm -hmm. Like, you could buy it on Amazon. Yep. And the skunk ape, of course, is Florida's version of Bigfoot, so it would only make sense to include him. Absolutely. But he was snubbed. Oh, no. Encrypted fans threatened to protest his absence at the conference. Wow. The conference's organizers, who are a Tennessee-based event company, were shocked by the whole uproar. Mm. They say that Sheely wasn't left out intentionally. There were just bigger names that had already signed on to the conference. Sure. Sheely, by the way, retired from skunk ape research recently, but says it'll be a cold day in hell before <laughs> he attends a future Great Florida Bigfoot conference. Spoken like a true, you know, skunk ape researcher you know, <laughs> guy. I'm not ever going to be in that part of that whole conference. I, come on, you, if you can't bring the Bigfoot convention to Florida and not include the skunk ape in some way, right? It's kind of a big deal around here. Florida loves its skunk ape, yes, like to the point where the Museum of Florida History on their website has a cryptid coloring book devoted to all of Florida's. I don't want to say mythological creatures because they could be real. Yeah, creatures. Yeah, yeah, they're cryptids. Yeah, cryptids. They're cryptids. So, I mean, skunk ape isn't the only one. There's hog kong. Wow. Who hogzilla? Yep. You know, basically thousand pound wild hog. That was actually one that was captured. But yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's others. I'm sure. Um, the mega gator, yep. the Florida sea devil. Yeah. The wampus cat. Ooh. Right? Yeah. The, uh, some of these I've never really heard of before. But, you know, Florida loves the skunk ape. I remember True. when back when, before the Fort Myers mussels. The Mighty Muscles. The Mighty Muscles. The Fort Myers Miracle baseball team had a big, huge skunk ape in a miracle... Yeah, a uh, big statue. In a miracle jersey and, and pants. My fantasy your... football team is the Florida Skunk yes. Apes. I mean, it's like synonymous, especially where we live in the in, in South Florida, like near the Everglades. It's a big deal down here, so it's just got to be a part of it. Yeah. I, and and Florida has plenty of of creatures. Yeah. There's we talked about the Barden Booger. Yes. In one of our very first podcasts, yeah. which is kind of a skunk ape type type creature, you know. Horrible name, but well, skunk ape is so much better. I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, skunk ape isn't alliterative though. No. And alliteration makes everything better. It really does. I I feels like a newspaper writer came up with that name. It's, Possibly. <laughs> it's no surprise, though, that many in the state are going AP about this. Oh, but, hey but, now. You know, as someone as, that used to produce these sort of events that are similar like this, it's, you know, I there's a part of me that really wants to side with the event company because rarely are these situations personal. It really does a lot of times come down to, hey, our first choices were available and they decided to do it and... We thought you were retired, dude. These weirdo squatch hunters from the Discovery Channel were available, yeah. so we're not going to get the guy who... They've got big names. Who, you know, 
Oh, I don't think there is a bigger name in skunk ape research in the state of Florida than Dave Shealy. Come no, on. No, no. About skunk ape research, definitely. But they got big names in those other fields. I so think the whole problem is carpetbaggers. Uh-huh. You don't bring a Tennessee-based event company to Florida. What's to wrong run, with Florida? To People run to a do it. Bigfoot convention. You don't bring in carpet bag and event companies mm-hmm. to run what should be a Florida event. Yeah, they don't know Florida like we know Florida. They really don't. No. Speaking of knowing Florida, mm. we've driven right past the Skunk Ape Research headquarters and never stopped. Really? Yeah, it's in a, a Chopi. Is that? I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. A Chopi. I, yeah, I think that's correct. Where the, where the yeah. U.S.'s smallest post the office small is. Post office. It's, it's like a little seven by seven shed, yeah. basically. It's teeny, teeny, tiny. It's sort of between Marco Island and Miami on on Tam on the Tamiami Trail. On the Tamiami Trail, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a Chopi's only got a population of 129, mm. yeah. so I'm pretty sure we probably drove past this, like right past oh. the Skunk Ape headquarters. Well, that's a shame. We'll have to make it down there sometime. We absolutely will. Yeah. So do you have a favorite cryptozoology animal? Oh, geez. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I was a big fan of Nessie. Mm, yeah, me too. Love the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Goes back to those Time Life books and uh, mm-hmm. In Search Of yep. and uh, all of those shows, yeah. you know. It definitely felt like something that, you know, it's just so easy to get behind sea monsters because... It is. Though, you know... And I think I showed you this article. I, I saw some photos and some some old drawings and articles um, about how sea monsters, like gigantic sea monsters mm-hmm. that um, sailors thought, you know, back in the 1600s, 1500s, sure. um, were actually whale penises sticking out of the water. <laughs> Perfect. And if, and if you've ever seen a picture, yeah. you'll understand. Yeah. So they're frightening. <laughs> after this podcast, I want you to Google whale penis. Yes, and then clear your history. Uh, right yeah, after and then that. clear your browser history, especially if you're at work. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, wait I, till you go home. As far as for me, I've always been about the Yeti. I I really uh, love yes. the story of the abominable snowman, like when when Sherpas and and mm-hmm. explorers were going through the Himalayas. That just it just felt like the kind of place where you would see a Bigfoot type creature. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be, you know, sporting a, a very thick coat of like eight inch long hair all yeah. over my entire body. I'm going to be in a cold environment. Yeah, I don't want to be living in Florida. I don't yeah. get the skunk there's, ape. There's a reason why he stinks. There is definitely a reason why he stinks. <laughs> and and uh, honestly, I don't think there's any shampoo or conditioner that can take care of it. No. But uh, yeah, why hasn't he migrated north at some point? Come on, Or man. she. Yeah, just pack your stuff together and get get farther north. Get up to Canada or something. Yeah, Canada needs more Yetis. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did we learn this week, Corey? Well, I learned that you can literally live in a fish tank in Florida. You but can. But it's going to cost you. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, I learned that not every friendly ghost is named Casper. No, but they make a great mattress. Mm. I also learned that pooping your pants is a tough way to kick off a suspected DUI traffic stop. Very true. And I learned that just like Florida man himself, mm. 
Florida's skunk ape also doesn't get any respect. I get no respect. That's right. Those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. And as always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. That's at FLA Freak Show. And while you're on those socials, remember to follow us, like us, and share us. Plus, if you see a Florida story that we missed, feel free to share it with us. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform because we would love to hear from we you. Would. Until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. Till we meet again, remember to let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. Yeah,